Welcome to Time Out for Anesthesia. In these episodes, you'll hear a variety of experts discuss data, analytics, and strategies that can help you modernize and empower your anesthesia practice. We want this podcast to really benefit you, so if you have any questions or a specific topic you'd like Time Out to discuss, you can email us at timeout at grapheumhealth.com. Enjoy the episode. So our team frequently encounters hospitals that claim ownership of the patient data. And it makes sense. From a security standpoint, from a compliance standpoint, I get it. I understand it. However, when you're talking about sharing data with third parties and you frame it in terms of data ownership, you frame that conversation in terms of data ownership, it can create some unintended political obstacles, and we see it happen frequently. So I wanted to spend some time going into what might sound like a bit of an abstract question of who owns the data, because how that conversation unfolds directly impacts the patient experience, and it increases ultimately the cost of delivering anesthesia services when you encounter a hospital who doesn't understand the value of sharing the data with the anesthesia group. So who owns the data? And I understand it sounds abstract. So why talk about data ownership? Because that's exactly where the rubber meets the road in getting the anesthesia group the information they need to run their business. And it's often not a technical problem. It's it's a political problem. I mean, technically speaking, for example, setting up an ADT feed where you get demographic information from the hospital to the anesthesia billing group, it's not technically challenging. That can be measured within minutes. But too often, it takes weeks or months and costs thousands of dollars to get in place. And it's not the technical hurdle that, that to get that done. It, it's, it's a people problem. And so it's, it's important to understand that there is a direct correlation between your group's ability to get information from the hospital and your group's ability to deliver quality care at a reduced cost. If you don't have access to the data, you're lost. Your, your, billings, your billing workflows are more expensive. You're less likely to be macro compliant. You're at more risk for financial penalties. You have a much greater problem managing your human resource, your employees on the ground. And ultimately, it exposes you, it makes you more vulnerable to competition in the marketplace. Other companies who can get access to that data have an enormous advantage over someone who doesn't. And so um, why do you want data? Why is it important? There are a ton of reasons. And so this, I feel like, is a very important topic to go down some rabbit holes and better understand how this conversation evolves or how it can take turns, how there's this balance between data sharing and data ownership, and hopefully this will give you some enlightenment. Thankfully, there are hospitals that recognize the more information that they share with their anesthesia group, the more likely it is for that anesthesia group to deliver quality care to their surgical patients. Unfortunately, There are a lot who don't understand that. And those exceptions, those people that don't get that concept um, are the ones we're talking about today. We're going to explain how that conversation unfolds. But before that, it's important to understand a, a nuance when you talk about data sharing or when you talk about sharing in the data world. Typically in the physical world, when you talk about sharing, there's only one object to share. For example, if I share my pen with you, there are times where you have ownership of that pen and possession, and there are times that I have possession. There's just one thing, one object for which we share. In the world of data, that's really not how it works. Rather than, quote, sharing data, really what we're saying is, I want a copy of data set X 
from you. And once you give me that data set, now I am under the same HIPAA laws and regulations of how I manage that data set. But it's really not sharing. It's um, you're asking, will you give me the data from your system into my system and give me a copy of it? So you have yours, I have mine, and then I can do with that data set that which I need to achieve my goals for the anesthesia group. And so that's, that's, it's an important difference. And, and so when you talk about a hospital giving you data, um, you know, they have questions, totally get it. And that's where the conversation starts. You know, who are you? What are you going to do with this data? And that makes sense. You, you can't just give data to anyone who knocks on the front door and says, I want your data. So, um, you know, the hospital starts with, uh, what are you going to do with this data? And we typically answer with, well, we're helping the anesthesia, anesthesia group manage its business. And that, in a sense, should be the end of the discussion. I mean, after all, we're not we're not random people, you know, just asking for the hospital data, but we represent your anesthesia groups. Um, we have BAAs in place and contractually obligated to be the IT team for this anesthesia group. And we're asking for a uh, access to the EMR data. Um, and well, okay, the hospital say, well, then what data, what data do you need? We need patient demographic data. That's all the billing information. We need case data, uh, people's times, places, procedures, any codes that might be available. We need quality data for macro compliance. We need OR scheduling data. Um, so, you know, you know, there's a lot of data, right? And, and then they say, well, why do you need that data? And so you you get it, right? It's this it's this mindset of ownership of all that's my data. What are you doing with each pieces of that data point? Um, and, and that sense of ownership makes them entitled to know how exactly are you helping the anesthesia group manage their business? And so this, it, it can really cause, you know, the wheels of progress to grind, grind to a halt, right? And I've written down some questions from recent conversations um, to explain, you know, a bit of how this works. So um, if they say, how exactly are you using this data? Well, we can say, okay, uh, we're providing it to our coders who are adding ASA CPT code so that we can then file claims for the services rendered. Perfect, right? No problem there. The hospital says, okay, well, then we will give you data set X. However, if you continue, if, if you answer it in a bit of a different way or you um, provide more clarity on everything that you're doing with that data, you might answer it like this. You might say, well, we're running it through our proprietary QCDR coding engine and reporting quality to CMS via QCDR reporting. That's when suddenly, you know, people will stop and say, wait, 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 quality, what, who are you reporting to? Who are these people? We already record quality. It, it, you run into this hornet's nest of, of questions. And so, um, you know, they'll say, what is a QCDR and who are they? And they're like, well, okay, it's a qualified clinical data repository. Um, this is what the group is. And by the way, it's the anesthesia group. It's the anesthesia group's decision on which QCDR they want to report to. Um, and it changes potentially every 12 months. Um, it, so it's, it's we're already outside the purview of the hospital's IT team's interest in what are you doing with that data? And, but anyways, that's, that's where, that's where you, you, you end up, you end up landing. And so we explain QCDR, you know, uh, who that we currently use, who they are and the conversation continues. And they say, okay, what quality measures? Cause we already report quality. And that's, that's when you have to, you know, you, you take a step back and you say, I, you know, I recognize that you all think that you're reporting quality and you may have a quality program in place. Almost every hospital does. That is not the same thing as macro compliance for the subspecialty of anesthesia. There, those are the similar words that have entirely different meanings. And so 
we're just talking about different things. And there's this chasm, this disconnect between the hospital IT and us, where we're trying to explain that your capturing of quality does not equal macro compliance. And so um, the reality is the market leading EMRs are not recording enough discrete information to appropriately code for all QCDR measures across all medical specialties. It's, that's unrealistic. It's, it's just not going to happen. In the reality, they, they change every 12 months. And so as soon as, you know, as soon as we tell you what quality measures that we report for macro, it, it, it continues to open up more questions, right? So uh, they'll say, uh, you know, which macro questions do you support? And we'll say, well, the, these are the 13 that we recommend for 2021, uh, but they're going to soon change. And, and they say, okay, well, then what, what quality codes are you actually producing? And we want those codes back in our system because it's our data. It's, well, do you want the ASA CPT codes that we use to generate for claims? Or do you just want the quality codes that we generate for the QCDRs? Like, why is what we do with the data now belong to the original source of that data set? And you can see how things, I hope, the, mud, the water starts to get really muddy and it's becoming less, less about the technical implementation and more about, um, more about the people, right? Uh, the use case. What are you doing? Who are these people? Why are you reporting quality? So, um, and, and, and the reality is they don't understand what questions they're asking. So when they say, what are the quality codes being produced? They don't, to understand the quality codes that we produce, you have to understand the macro measures and the QCDRs definitions themselves. And there's, so now at this point in the conversation, you've created this expectation or this expectation has now been created that it's our responsibility to educate the hospital IT on what does macro compliance for anesthesia mean? What are the measures? What are the specific discrete fields that help you code each one of those measures? What are the codes that are generated from all of that discrete information? It's like, well, that hang on, that's our expertise, and we're happy to share it with you, but we need to enter into a consulting arrangement because right now my client is the anesthesia group, not the hospital IT's team, um, you know, enhancing their EMR. And so they, they, the conversation that the other party will fundamentally just doesn't understand what it takes to manage an anesthesia group. And when they frame this as this is our data, we have control of how it's being used. We need to understand all of the intricacies they end up moving into the world of anesthesia group management, and and that's where the wheels fall off. And it's 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 um, it frequently happens, um, and it's all in the name of data ownership. And I'm gonna if you're still if you're still with me, I'm gonna make it even more complicated because this is where it goes. Um, the reality is the EMRs don't have all of the information we need. And so we have to supplement the EMR data with new questions for the physicians and the CRNAs. And when the hospital hears that, then they say, well, why isn't that information in our EMR? If there's information we're missing, we need to know what information that is. And so what is the information? And once you get the answers uh, to those new questions, how do we get that into our system? And it, it, and that's... <laughs> And that's where it becomes suddenly now we're EMR consultants and educating the hospital IT on how to improve their EMR. And, and the consequence, there, there are five consequences to this that I see. Um, the hospital wants us to explain what information is missing in their EMR for macro compliance. The hospital promises that they'll update their user interface to collect those new fields. The hospital promises they will update their interface to share those discrete fields with us. 
Um, the hospital then wants us to send back the quality codes to them and to their system. And by the way, this changes every 12 months. And so, I mean, right, right. You can see how the conversation so quickly jumps into a space that is just untenable. It's cost prohibitive. It takes too much time. <clears throat> it, it turns us um, into hospital consulting service. Um, we have to do it every 12 months. We have to wait for the hospital to upper, update their UI and their interface. And it's it's just a non-starter. Um, it won't work. I mean, it's a period, full stop. That approach doesn't work. And it takes us back to where the conversation started, which is why do you need the data? We need the data to help the anesthesia group run its business. If the conversation stops there, then the reality is anesthesia is going to continue to be doing their documentation, their, their billing and their quality capture on paper. Um, they're going to continue to have couriers send it. Um, they're going to continue to have burnout because they're doing duplicated data entry into multiple systems. Um, and that is that is the reality. Regardless of the interface, the, the, the anesthesia group is still collecting that data and reporting it to CMS. It's, it's not like something new is happening here in the sense that, that new data is being sent to CMS. It's the same data. We're trying to bring the workflows up to the 21st century and make them electronic and streamlined to help reduce the data entry burden, to help improve efficiency with the anesthesia group, to help them improve their oversight. You get the idea. It's, <clears throat> it's a bit frustrating on our end um, because we're seeing, the, uh, we're, we're seeing progress come to a halt because they're trying to turn us into a consulting service to improve their product rather than will you please give us data set X because the anesthesia group needs to do their job. So they frame the patient as theirs. And, and yes, um, it may be, but perhaps it's also the anesthesiologist's patient. And, and rather, rather, rather than even answer that question, what I'm suggesting is that framing our conversation around sharing data around ownership is going to be counterproductive. Uh, perhaps the patient data belongs to the patient. That that would be, you know, uh, revolutionary. But re regardless, I'm saying it's, it's irrelevant. Um, when you talk about sharing data, it's about give me a copy of the data you have so that I can do with that data what, what I need to. So this isn't just about quality. Uh, that's the example we've used here. And hopefully you can understand the complexities a little bit better. But when the hospital originally asks, what are you doing with the data? We could have answered in other ways that are just as problematic as quality. For example, we could have said, uh, we want to use the data to give out anesthesia patient satisfaction surveys to all of our surgical patients. Or uh, we want to use the data to send off anesthesia prepayment alerts so that the anesthesia group can collect payment prior to the surgical to the anesthesia services being rendered. Or we could say we use that data to provide analytic reports to the anesthesia group on productivity and efficiencies and throughputs. And for any one of those lines of, of questioning, the hospital can end up back in the same place of saying, no, we do that. And so it brings me back to the original question is when the hospital says, who are you and what are you doing? We tell them we're Graphium Health and we are helping the anesthesia group manage their business. And to do that, we need data set X. And if you can't get us that data set, then we will supplement whatever is missing by asking the physicians or CRNAs directly. Um, and supplementing that so that we get a full data set to deliver the services we need for that anesthesia group. 
And so ultimately, um, we can't provide uh, better care for the patients unless we have the cooperative spirit of the hospital IT teams. It's really important to manage that relationship, to have a positive constructive relationship with that hospital IT team uh, because it's critical to your survival and, and to your success.